Hello, this is your host, George Muniz Gund. Welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today, I wanted to talk about something very important, which is self-diagnosis, and why I value self-diagnosis. Now, I will say I have the privilege of a formal diagnosis, but we have to remember that not everyone has that privilege. It's not just a matter of having the finances to get a diagnosis, but it's also a matter of can you find a good practitioner that actually knows enough about autism and how it can present in different people, particularly how it can present in women, how it can present in people of color, how it can present in trans people, because these are the groups that are most under underdiagnosed and they they go they just get brushed over because a lot of practitioners to this day sadly still have a very stigmatized very stereotypical view of autism and they'll only diagnose people that fit the stereotypical high support needs white cisgender boy non-speaking you know, very stereotypical forms of autism. This isn't to say that these autistics don't exist. They certainly do. But the fact is, there are so many different flavors of autism out there. And, you know, particularly women, you know, you know all, all these minority groups, but particularly women, they get severely underdiagnosed because of their ability to mask very well in social situations. Now, I'm planning to do another episode in the near future explaining what autistic masking is, but to explain just in essence, it's basically when autistics feel so ostracized for just being who they are and showing their autistic traits, that early on in life, their brain begins to intentionally try to hide those those traits and try to fit in and try to behave like neurotypicals and, you know, try to force eye contact and, you know, all these things that are, like, uncomfortable for us and that are not aligned with our neurology, we try to do to please neurotypicals so we can fit in. Now, this is very important. We do to... to to say, uh, people need to understand when autistics talk about masking, we don't mask because we want to. We don't mask because we want to be neurotypical. We mask so we don't get ostracized. We mask so we don't have, you know, so, you know, we're able to so-called pass as neurotypical somewhat and not get, you know, completely ridiculed. Now, I have to say, as bad as masking can be, as traumatic as it can be, as exhausting as it can be, masking is a privilege because there are autistics, particularly high support needs autistics, non-speaking autistics, that do not have the ability to mask. They cannot just mask their autistic traits. They, it, they're going to be apparent. They cannot, you know, try to camouflage as neurotypical like autistics like myself can. So that's very important to highlight. 
But now we're going off topic a little bit. We're talking, uh, what I'm trying to say is women, it, it has been shown that autistic women have uh, higher abilities to mask. And, and their masking is something that you get so used to that eventually you don't even realize you're doing it. And the, the harm, what's so harmful too about masking is that as you go through life masking and masking and masking, you're kind of, you're slowly erasing your true identity, what's behind the mask. And then you become to a point in your, you come to a point in your life where you realize that you've been masking all this time and you start to slowly allow yourself to shed the mask, particularly with people that you're more comfortable with. And you start realizing that you don't really even know who you are behind the mask because you've been masking for so long. And, and now you have to go through this process, which is what a lot of us call the unveiling process. So after you've unmasked to a degree, after you've like peeled off all these layers of mask, you have to figure out who you actually are. And so there's the unveiling process as well. And, you know, a lot of people, they've just been masking their whole lives, particularly women, and they're really good at masking and they don't even realize they're masking. So they go in for these assessments and they're masking during the assessment. And so, you know, the, the person doing the assessment is just thinking, oh, you, you're behaving just like a neurotypical woman. Like, you're not autistic. Even though they are, and they're trying so hard 24-7, even without realizing they're, do it, they're doing it. They're trying so hard to emulate neurotypical behaviors just to not suffer prejudice. And, you know, they're told that, you know, they're invalidated, they're not given the diagnosis, that they're desperately seeking for identity, to understand that you're different, you're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you. And they go through lives, through their lives, thinking that they're broken, thinking that they're just a broken neurotypical, that, and you're not, you're autistic. Um, and so you're not broken. So... That's a huge problem we have out there, that with, with people getting underdiagnosed. And it is particularly because people have been so ostracized that they've become so used to masking and then they can't even get a diagnosis. So, and then the only choice that they're left with is to self-diagnose. And we need to, as a society, respect that. You know, this person maybe not, maybe is not in a privileged position where they are able to get a formal diagnosis from someone that has a profound understanding of autism and how it can present to different people, not just the stereotypical, you know, forms that we see in, in white boys. And so we have to honor that. And, and yes, there will be a small percentage of people that self-diagnose that are maybe just trying to follow a trend or whatever. But we have to understand that's a very small percentage. And most of these people, they do a lot of research about, about these traits and about them. And it takes a lot of, you know, processing this stuff and, you know, and then courage to come out and be like, hey, I think I'm autistic, you know. And 
we really have to do a better job of honoring that. And I see so much disrespect out there. People, you know, calling self-autistics, um, self-diagnosed autistics, um, bandwagoners or trendsetters or whatever. And we're not trying to set a trend here. You know, our online presence, we're not trying to be hip and trendy. We're trying to get the world to wake up and listen to autistic people, and listen to our struggles, and listen to how we want to be supported and accommodated, not how neurotypical society wants to mold us into neurotypicals. So this is really important to understand. And it's just so sad, honestly, to see just how much misinformation there is out there. Uh, and how there are there are autistic there are people that have gone to seek a diagnosis and have had the practitioner tell them you can't be autistic because you walked up the stairs you can't be autistic because you have a, a stable relationship you know things that are like so what does that tell me that tells me that this pr practitioner thinks that autistic people have to all not succeed and not have successful relationships and not live alone. And they don't want to do... And even if that were the case, even if that were the case that all autistics are like that, well, they, don't, they don't seem to want to do anything about it. They don't want to seem to, like, provide supports, you know, because there are a lot of autistics with higher support needs that, you know can't live alone and can't get relationships and all this stuff and it's a struggle even for so-called lower support needs like myself it's all of these things like you know particularly relationships it's always been a struggle for me too and it's just these people are like they it's like they want autistic people to keep struggling because they only and you see they don't acknowledge that you can be autistic and you can achieve things and that is just ableism to its core. That is ableism and prejudice and autistophobia to its core. And it is so disheartening to see. So disheartening to see this in and out. So this is going to be a pretty short episode because I don't have a lot else to, to cover on this topic. Um, there will be future episodes coming out. I have an episode I'm, I'm working on on autistic masking where I'm going to go more in depth about what that is and how it feels to the autistic person. But I just wanted to cover this very briefly because it needs to be said. We, we need an episode on this. This deserves its own episode. Self-diagnosis is valid. Please listen to autistic people. Please think twice before judging someone, before calling them a trendsetter. Put themselves in, put yourself in their shoes. Think about their experiences. Think about what they've had to go through growing up and how they felt and why this diagnosis is so important to them. Why this label is so important to them. So just think a little bit about that. That's all. So this one short but sweet, but stay tuned for the next one. And I'll see you then.